Welcome to Dropping In, a podcast of storytelling and interviews with your host, Winter Olympian Mercedes Nickel. Thank you so much for dropping in today. This is series 11, where it's just me and chat GBT. Um, I have reached out to chat GBT to ask questions about my snowboard career. I hadn't really given you guys any insight about that since episode one. So I wanted to do a 10 episode series, um, giving you some of my life. Um, I do love having guests on and don't worry, this is episode 99, episode 100, I will have a guest and I'm really looking forward to talking to them. Uh, let's just rewind about this series, series 11, uh, episode 90, I talk about early influences and beginnings, episode 91, mentorship and influence, episode 92, training and preparation, episode 93, challenges and triumphs. Don't we have them all? Um, episode 94 and 95 are my Olympic journeys. So that is four Winter Olympic journeys in two episodes. Episode 96, I chat about life beyond snowboarding. Episode 97, advocacy and community engagement. And episode 98, the future of snowboarding. This is episode 99, and this is legacy and closing thoughts. What that means, only ChatGPT knows because they asked me the questions and I will be reading them out and have not read them before. Now let's start off this, this episode with the last for me rapid fire time questions that are never rapid. <laughs> All right, let's get into this. 10 questions. I have not read these before. Um, we haven't had too many duplicates on here. Um, so thank you. Thank you, ChatGPT, for uh, figuring it all out. All right, number one, preferred type of comedy. Do you enjoy stand-up sitcoms or com comedic movies the most? Uh, all of the above. I actually went to my first stand-up um, just uh, like a couple months ago. Oh, and now I'm not going to remember what her name is because I saw her on Facebook and she's hilarious. And now she has her own uh, late, late show or something like that on TV. Taylor, Taylor Thompson, Tom, something like that. Oh, she's funny. <laughs> I like all comedy. Everyone needs a good laugh every now and then. Do you know, though, uh, right now my biggest laughs are um, on a show um, that I watch on YouTube that is from the UK. Um Oh my gosh, all my friends are going to laugh at me. What is it called? Taskmaster. Oh, that is a good one. Thank you, Greg Daniels, for that. <laughs> Number two, bucket list adventure sport. If you could try any sport like skydiving or bungee jumping, what would it be? Well, ChatGPT, I have done bungee jumping and I didn't like it. Um, and I've done it multiple times. <laughs> uh, so not that skydiving. I feel like I have to do skydiving, but I don't want to. Uh, my brother freaking loves skydiving. I, I am scared to try that one. What's another sport that I would, I mean, I guess flying. I would love to be able to like fly a helicopter or plane, but who knows if that's ever going to happen. For now, I will say skydiving, but I don't want to, <laughs> but I should. Number three, favorite quote from a movie. Is there a quote from a movie that you often find yourself quoting? <laughs> yes, I do. From Forgetting Sarah Marshall, do less. Do less. I say that to my clients a lot. <laughs> um, number four, favorite childhood toy. 
What was your absolute favorite toy growing up? Well, ChatGPT, we're getting very personal right now. Um, I have a little stuffed animal called Snuffy, uh, which I think it came, you know, those gunned animals that comes with those names, Snuffy. It's a little like um, tiny little polar bear guy. He's pretty cute. That's my favorite toy. There you go. Preferred weekend breakfast. Okay, I feel like we're doubling up here. Um, I want an English breakfast. That's I want all of it. Maybe poached eggs with some salmon. So like all of it. Just love a good breakfast. Historical figure you'd interview. What would you ask them? Oh, team. Who's a historical figure? Like these are hard on the spot. Now I get what it's like to be my guests and I'm feel bad a little bit, but not really. Um, historical guest, and what would you ask them? Mm, I bet you you guys have things popping into your head right now, but I don't. So I'll I'll take a skip. I've never let anyone skip, but here we are. <laughs> skip. Number seven, favorite type of art, different from previous. Is there a specific type of art you appreciate, abstract, impression, or contemporary? Um, interesting question because we have the Audain Art Museum, which I just um, took one of my friends, Natalie Siriani, to. And there's a plethora of different art in there. Um, contemporary, I'm confused about. Abstract, I'm also confused about. But I think everyone is, and isn't that the point? Um, there are some really nice pieces of work in there. There's a couple Gordon Smiths in, in this um, art museum right now that are just they're abstract. Well, one's abstract. It's like a, w a winterscape, which I mean makes sense, but also at the same time it doesn't when you look at it. And then the other one is almost a take on Monet's lily pads and it's like a three-piece gigantic thing and I and I love that. Um, I don't think I shared this story. Maybe my brother and I did on that episode, but well, my parents took us to this huge Monet exhibit um, when we were really young. I can't remember if it was in like Chicago. I don't know where it was. Um, and we um, literally played hide and seek in in that that Monet exhibit. My parents were like they didn't enjoy it, and we're like we actually took it all in and loved it. <laughs> Even playing hide and seek. Um, okay, dream outdoor concert location. If you could attend a live concert anywhere in the world, where would it be? I've never been to the Gorge. Um, just south of the border here in Canada. I've never done that one. I think I want to do that one. But honestly, anywhere outdoors, watching a concert sounds fabulous to me. Um, game in. Game on. Ask me. I'll come. <laughs> uh, number nine, favorite genre of movies. Oh, gosh. I'm a sucker for a rom-com. And sci-fi. I like sci-fi. Number 10, ideal staycation activity. If you were having a staycation, what would your – ideal activity to do at home? What would be your ideal activity to do at home? I mean, it depends on the weather, but I'd do anything outdoors that I hadn't really done yet. Like I've never really gone sailing on our lakes here. Um, that might be fun, but yeah, I'm open to opportunities. Staycation. We, my backyard is a playground for adults. So Whistle, British Columbia, Canada. I can't complain. That was the rapid fire. We did it. We're through it. Um, that was probably the fastest one yet mostly because I skipped one question too. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's talk about reflecting on my journey. This series is legacy and closing thoughts. And the first thing that ChatGPT says is 
reflecting on your journey. As we approach the end of this series, how would you like to summarize your snowboard journey? What key moments or lessons stand out to you? I mean, it was a long career in competitive snowboarding. Um, If I like think back on everything I've talked about, what stands out the most, my teammates, my friends, Um, though we were competing against each other a lot of the time, those relationships are, are, are never going to be the ones where like you don't like – like the, no, they're going to be a relationship where you pick up the phone five years from now and be like, okay, let's just pick up where we left off. That That's just the way that – like we've spent so much time together that um, those relationships are now my – pretty much they're my friends that are family. That's what I like to say. Um, key lessons that stand out, uh, patience with my – recovery. Um, also don't not being afraid to ask, uh, questions and question people. Um, and then asking for help. That's the hardest one. That's the biggest one. Asking for help. Ask any athlete. I feel like that's just the hardest one for all of us. Defining your legacy. When you think about your legacy in the world of snowboarding, what aspects do you hope to be remembered for? How do you want to impact the sport and its community? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I hope that um, people kind of remember that uh, my style, I really like, I wanted Devin Walsh's style, but like, I think to make snowboarding feel good for me and if I was proud to walk away from not just competition, but like something that I did, like a photo shoot or just snowboarding with friends and I know that it felt good, then that's my style kind of coming through. So hopefully um, for that. And then, I mean, now I guess like I hope people can kind of realize the volunteerism that that goes in behind the scenes um, to make sport better for athletes coming up. That's I hope that comes through, but you never know. Proudest achievement, looking back at your illustrious career, what achievements are you most proud of both on and off the slopes? Uh, on the slopes, I am probably most proud, like if I think of one competition, I think of X Games after the 2010 Olympics when I landed my first back nine in in competition and I was like hyped. I was like, this is awesome. And I ended up fourth, which was um, still pretty cool. Not a podium at the X Games, but I was making my way. Um, and then also just coming back and the resilience I had for my fourth winter Olympics after, um, four years prior, not being able to walk, talk or write my own name. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely proud of that. And, and that is that again, it's the backside 900, the trick that took me out and landing that. And that moment, I don't think, um, will ever leave me as like probably one of the best feelings of my life landing that trick again. Um, yeah, I hope that feeling never leaves me. That was like, that's such a aha, really core moment for me. Challenges overcome. Every journey has its challenges. Yes, it does. Can you reflect on challenges you've overcome and the resilience that fueled your success? Um, I guess I would talk about, well, I mean, I'd been kicked off the national team a bunch of times too. I don't think I talked about that. Um, I think my willingness to want to compete and the love and the passion that I had, um, to challenge myself to do better, uh, and also kind of like stick it to the man, be like, meh, I can do this. You're telling me I can't, I will. That's just the kind of person that I am. And I know not everyone is like that. Uh, everyone's kind of fueled by their own, own fire. And, and mine was, um, 
no, I just had goals and I wanted to achieve them and no one was really going to get in my way. I'm very stubborn, people, if you haven't gotten that yet. (laughs) Um, Contributions to the snowboard community. In what way do you feel you've contributed to the border to the broader snowboard community are there specific initiatives moments that you believe have made a lasting impact i'm trying to do that now (laughs) um i'm trying to be a leader in the space of athlete representative um and have the athlete voice be heard um and I guess when it came to being on snow, being a, a nice Canadian, <laughs> even though most people thought I was American when I was snowboarding down um, all over the world. Um, yeah. Are there specific specific initiatives? I mean, being able to be like a staff member and mentor at the Youth Olympics in 2020, that was that was that was pretty cool for me. Um, had really good athletes and got to see them go on to the Olympics. So now um because I've been retired from competitive snowboarding for a fair few years, it's more those moving forward pieces that I think I'm giving back to the snowboard community. So I don't know. That's my answer. (laughs) Passing the torch. As you transition into a new phase, how do you see yourself passing the torch to the next generation of snowboarders? What advice or wisdom would you share with the aspiring athletes? Um, I mean, it just comes through in what the sport is. Enjoy it have a good time, push yourself, push your limits. Um, but also don't forget about who your friends are because they're the ones that are always going to be by your side, uh, who your teammates are and, uh, and have good relationships there. Um, and don't, don't get caught up in all the, all the politics of it. That's why I'm here. I'm here to help you. (laughs) Um, but there will be a next generation and I hope that they can be as passionate about leaving sport better than it was for them. Uh, that that's my goal there. Relationship with fans. Fans have been a significant part of your journey. What message would you like to convey to those fans who have followed and supported you throughout your career? For those of you I don't know, thank you, thank you for continuing to drop in and be interested in my career um, and my post-career and my podcast. I, I kudos to all of you, friends, family, and fans. Um, for the fans that I do know that I that I interact with online, uh, you guys mean the world to me, and thank you so much for making my day a little bit brighter all the time. Gratitude for the support system. Expressing your gratitude is important. Uh, I feel like me and ChatGPT have like a relationship now that that, that they know that. Um, would you like to, th- who would you like to thank for being a part of your support system and how have they influenced your journey? Uh, <clears throat> what I really have to thank, be thankful for is my family for letting me, um, be independent and go and do what I wanted to do. And, um, I've, I've had some really hard conversations, which were literally like two words with my parents being like when I was coming back from my concussion and, uh, and, I, and they knew I wanted to keep competing even though um, I was a shell of a human being. Um, just them having my back, it was like, I'm, I'm going to go again. And they're like, we support you. And I was just like, oh. you know, it's just those little things. They they just having their like not financial support, which they would have helped me if I had asked, but I wanted to do it alone. But having them just um, – be there by my side and be there for my last Olympics when I asked them to come was all time for me. Also, um, to my brother, he's, he knows how to push my buttons, but what a love bug he's, he has supported my career throughout. 
And and he tries to make me even more independent. I try and ask him for car help and he tells me to do it myself, but he'll like stand there and help me. But infuriating, but grateful. <laughs> um, all of the um, trainers that help me um, throughout my career, I know I was a challenge. I did not like working out, but when I knew I had to, they were there to support me. Um, Albie, Jeremy, uh, Matt Fisher, just like a huge support crew there. Um, level 10 fitness. I spent a lot of my life there as well. Um, the, the Pacific sports, um, throughout Canada. Uh, yeah, there's so many people to think that it's just, you know who you are and I love you and you'll always be in my lives. Um, whether you want to or not (laughs) lessons from snowboarding beyond the medals and accolades. What life lessons has snowboarding taught you? How have these lessons translated into your everyday? It's super interesting because um, the Canadian Olympic Committee now um, is, well, is it the Canadian Olympic Committee that owns it? And as well as the sports centers um, run game plan. And that gives you an idea of like, okay, no, I didn't go to university like a normal person, but everything I've done since I was 16, I've run my own business and, uh, that's all thanks to snowboarding and, (laughs) and I've learned it all the hard way, uh, how to do everything. And, uh, it's, it's been a journey of patience and understanding and learning, um, as well as getting out of my comfort zone. So a lot of things just same as business, as well as being professional athlete, uh, they all coincide. It's pretty wild future aspirations while closing one chapter. I mean, I don't, ChatGPT, I don't know what chapter am I closing? It's already been closed. I closed that 2018 that I wasn't going to compete anymore. Um, There are always new beginnings. What aspirations or projects do you envision yourself in the future, both within and beyond the realm of snowboarding? Um, I think while I'm always going to be a snowboarder, it is in my blood and it makes me happy. So it is what it is. I love it. Um, What's next? I don't know. I did not foresee ChatGPT coming. So there's that. I did not see this podcast coming. So who knows what's in the future? I think uh, Mitch Sulkers, he was a teacher um, at Whistler Secondary School and was on this podcast as well with Brenda Nori. And I asked him, what do you think like the kids that you're teaching now are going to do as jobs in the future? And they're like, oh, those jobs haven't even been made up yet. So it is unknown. Let's see. Follow along to find out what's next. Uh, message to the listeners. Oh, ChatGPT, I love my listeners. What message would you like um, to leave the listeners who have joined you on this podcast journey? Thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope you're having fun because I'm having a blast. Um, I know some episodes are, are are more exciting than others. Some guests um, are awesome. And I hope you've enjoyed this one. Uh, it's very new for me. Again, getting out of my comfort zone, being vulnerable um, for you guys to understand what it was like for my career. Uh, any words of inspiration or encouragement for those who share a passion for snowboarding? I mean, get outside. Go do it. Go have fun. Um, and like, take the time to enjoy it. Thank you so much for dropping in today. I have had a blast. This was the last ChatGPT episode with me, Mercedes. Um, Tune in 
next time for episode 100 with my next guest. Thanks for dropping in today. You can find everything you want to know about dropping in with Mercedes at droppinginwithmercedes.com. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. Thanks DJ Kenosis for the music and my mom for the intro voice. Hi, this is Candace Sampson, the voice behind What She Said. My show is your destination for stories that not only entertain, but also educate and empower. Every week, I spotlight strong female voices from across Canada, women who are changing the narrative and driving change. Don't miss out on these inspiring episodes. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music, or head over to whatshesaidtalk.com. What She Said can also be heard on BlastTheRadio.com, Mondays at 5 p.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. That's BlastTheRadio.com. It's time to dive into the stories that truly matter. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast, NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.